up, Lincoln? Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Wednesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, fun show so far. you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. As always, the show sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Uh, during the text bag, or the mail bag there, excuse me, on a text line. The text uh, okay. bag. So, well, it's the mail bag. The text bag. We get texts, though. It's almost as bad as yesterday when you asked. What, I, what did I ask? Paul Klempa. The Nebraska bowling coach who has a, a boat that he yep. takes out and fishes for bass. You said, oh, are you a good fisher? <laughs> fisher should be a, a respected word. You don't need to see man or woman. Kids to say fisher. What's wrong? I, I, oh, are you I, a good I, fisher? I know it's not respected. You can't say it, but I don't understand why. Why, why. why can't I say, I'm a good golfer. Am I a golfer, man? <laughs> are you a bowler, man? I don't, why is Fisher not re, not acceptable in the language? Fisherman, you got to add the man part to it. Yes, you do. I'm appreciate that you are not giving in. You know what? I'm a golfer man now. It was so really bad. funny. Golfer man. Oh, are you a good fisher? <laughs> it should be accepted, acceptable, and instead it gets bashed. Yeah. It's just now like we have golf. an interesting discussion. Well, this hang on, show, hang on. Yeah, go ahead. Before the text was this. Oh yes, that I received Sorry. from Fat Phil the, from in the text because bag in, in the, the text mail bag, bag yes. the textures. Yes, I asked the the question was from Brian about are there any good diet sodas? Okay, pops. <laughs> yeah, and I mentioned Fresca, mm-hmm. I, which I haven't had a Fresca by the way in like I don't know six years probably. Well, because not. they don't make them anymore. They do Frescas. Where's a Fresca? You can find Fresca at Hy-Vee. Or can Walmart. you? Yes. Okay. Fat Phil says, Jake rolls with Fresca, dot, 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 and not a single listener is shocked. <laughs> I don't roll with it. I was giving an example of it. something that was not disgusting. That's it. Really, if I went to Hy-Vee right now. Yes. Is you, could find, uh, you, like, you wouldn't find it in a bottle. Cans of Fresca, though. You would probably find it in a two-liter bottle, a two-liter bottle like in the, the pop aisle, okay. and a 12-pack. Really? But you're not going to find it at the front when they grab it and go. There's there's no fresca there. Okay. No. Okay. I've been surprised how interesting this show has been. Why? We're here together. Mid-July. It's always interesting. Mid-July. What happens? Mid-July. We appreciate the textures for chiming in still. Yeah. Thank you for the engagement. And people watching on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Thanks for watching. Keep keep us tuned All right. In. Now, this conversation is going to be interesting. All right. I brought up, if you missed earlier the show, I brought up an interesting stat from, yeah. from Northwestern. Um, and I want to preface that, and I want to bring that to Nebraska here, because we know, you know people like to make fun of Northwestern for being a, an average program, and they're not great. They are average. But you know what they've done, Sip? You know what they have done ever since 2000. Six, when Pat Fitzgerald took over, they have a Big Ten leading 48 games they've won by one possession since Fitzgerald took over in 06. They don't blow people out. They win close. 
Okay? Nebraska under Scott Frost, sip, is 5-20 and 20 in one-possession games. 5-20, wow, and 20, which helps put Scott Frost, not surprisingly, on Dennis Dodd's n- number one on his list of coaches on the hot seat in college football. No one's surprised by that. We all, we all agree here in Lincoln that Scott Frost undoubtedly is on a very hot seat right now. We all know if it's not a bowl game, it's very... Very likely, he will be fired at the end of the season. So no one argues that. Dennis Dodd does these hot seat rankings, and he applies the number five yep. as the as the number. He applies that number to the coaches on the hottest of seats. Only right. two coaches, only two coaches in the nation are at five: right. Scott Frost and Herm Edwards. Yep. Herm Edwards, not because of record. He's 25 and 18. Herm Edwards, <laughs> because of a NCA investigation where prospects reportedly were brought in to campus during the COVID-19 dead period. <laughs> I, I, I hesitate to use the word reportedly because they were caught on camera <laughs> going oh, yeah, through. Reportedly. Yeah, reportedly my you-know-what. They <laughs> reportedly they were caught on the office cameras they're just leading them through the coaches offices <laughs> and taking them in I a mean, van I mean it's reportedly though and taking them to a van to a public park and working them out <laughs> you can't prove that to me Herm by the way is 68 years old oh but well, anyway back to, to frost hot seat. Get yeah. Out of there. yeah back to frost um Say that record again. In- Five and 20 in one-score games. Yes, last season, Jake, I wrote an article before the Michigan State game. It was after the Oklahoma game. And it was, a, it was, it was entitled, No Easy Solutions to Nebraska's Close Game Woes, Except You Make Your Own Luck. And I talked to players and coaches about it. what is the issue and austin allen remember austin allen do you remember austin allen uh yeah i recall the tight end that just was here last season yes i do he was the big 10 tight end of the year he says perhaps it's the solich curse austin, austin allen, allen said that austin, austin allen, allen said, that. said that yes he said i don't know the answer oh my god I feel like all the dominoes have been falling the wrong way for Nebraska football. People say it's the Solich curse. Well, you know who had pretty good luck was Bo Pelini. He won a lot of close games. Remember that, Sip? Mm-hmm. He won a lot of close games. Remember the Northwestern Hail Mary? Mm-hmm. That was luck. Mm-hmm. That wasn't, I mean, it was skill, but there was luck involved there. Matt Lubick. Do you remember Matt Lubick? I, I do recall the recent receivers coach slash offensive coordinator, Matt Lubick. He said something pretty wise i thought now not it's the last part of this quote that i that was striking to me he said i really think in close games with two evenly matched teams it's the details that matter most there are big picture details like turnovers and penalties right yeah and with a lot of that stuff you control your own details to me that's the biggest thing then he added something that, that really applies in Nebraska. Remember, this was after the Oklahoma game that these guys were talking. He said, in our league, it's definitely true that more games are lost than won. A lot of the games are so close. Do you understand what he's saying yes, there? Yes, I do. Think about Nebraska. 
okay, Jake, he says it's true. I know this, that more games are lost than won, especially in our league. Okay. I mean, look at the games Nebraska kind of lost. They lost to Michigan State because they lost it. Right? Yeah. They lost that game. Michigan State they won it. They gave it away. Yeah, they gave, they, they gave it away. Michigan State won it. I get it. I get it. They won it. But Nebraska gave it away. Right? With the with the punt that missed its mark by 40 yards. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. You would, in a lot of ways, say – Nebraska gave the ball to Michigan. They lost. Nebraska kind of lost that game when Adrian allowed that ball to get stripped out of his hand inexplicably. That was not knowing the situation. I mean, one of the sort of overlooked aspects of that play was Adrian had the first down. He wasn't fighting for a first down. He had the first down. Know you have the first down and go down. Mm -hmm. Instead, a Michigan player strips the That's ball. That's why people got pissed more because he had already achieved the goal. <laughs> Just go down. Right. Would you say Minnesota beat Nebraska or Nebraska lost to Minnesota? I'd say Minnesota probably they, they beat, beat Nebraska. Yeah. But Nebraska gave him all the chances in the world. Nebraska lost to Purdue because Adrian had terrible. his worst game. He was terrible that day. Yeah. Let's just face it. He was terrible. They, they lost picks. that game. Four picks, missed open receivers all day. Ohio State, they didn't give that game away. Wisconsin, I don't think they really gave that game away. Iowa, they gave it away. Uh, Iowa was for sure a game that they had won and gave it away. It's true that more games are lost than won. You you understand where Lubick's coming from on that? I do. Then Then we had Paul Klempa in here yesterday. And he got a women's bowling coach, Paul Klempa. Yeah. And... He said something that resonated with a lot of people yesterday. Did you notice that? I did. He got a lot, a lot of reaction on Twitter yesterday. As far as coaching a team and getting them over the hump in tough situations, Paul Klempa said this, you demand fundamentals and you keep the chokers out of the lineup. Now, that's hardcore. That was, yeah, that that's was hardcore. Quite, that's quite a quote there from Coach Klempa. That's hardcore. But but you have to try to identify players who respond well in those heated situations because they're going to come up. And, and come on, I mean, Nebraska is the type of team, if they have the sort of season that you want them to have, they're going to have to win close games. Can you identify that in fall camp? Or does, well, you try to identify it in recruiting. Yeah, true. You, you try yeah, to yeah. identify it in recruiting. Well, Paul talked about that yesterday. He did. He He's did. going to Grand Rapids yep. to to recruit high school players. And, yeah, he's looking for that. Who's clutch? Yeah, you're you're trying to figure that out. Because Jake, it is not it is I'm not breaking any news here. There are some players that don't they don't want to be in a clutch situation. They don't want they don't there are players who are terrified to get a basketball in their hand at the free throw line with four seconds left in the game on the line. Yeah, you're right. They're terrified. There are some who are terrified. There are some that they wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world. How do you identify that? Well, this is just this comes down to how, I mean, how deep you got to get in recruiting. That's why sometimes you, these players I talk about that go to different schools that are are not highly recruited, they might have that it factor that just maybe they're not quite as big as they're supposed to be or as fast as they're supposed to be, but, but they, they have, the, have the clutch factor. Yeah, the it factor. 
And I, I mean, how, how how important is that when Nebraska's been identifying recruits is, is the it factor? Or are you looking at just measurables here? No, 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 no. Think about the situations Nebraska's in. It is critical to identify players. I'm who can, curious, are, are they doing that, though? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I, yeah, I know it's important. Are they doing that in their recruiting? It's critical it, er, everywhere, but especially in a program like Nebraska, where right now they're not blowing anybody out hardly. Not in the Big Ten. If Nebraska has the kind of season you want, you think they're going to blow out Oklahoma? No. I hope do you they think they're going to blow out Rutgers? No. I hope they could blow out North Dakota, and that's, that's honestly about it. You, Georgia Southern might, might be a tight game, to be very honest with you. At Purdue's going to be a tight game. Yeah, that would not be a blowout. Minnesota, tight game. Michigan, tight game. Wisconsin, tight game. Iowa, tight game. You've got to find players that don't choke in a clutch. Yep. And you got to find out how to get over the top. This is a league where you're typically in close games. I mean, most teams in the Big Ten are in close games, right? I mean, Ohio State yeah. blows teams out, but yeah. they also have close games. Right. Michigan last year, in a great season, had a bunch of close games. They just found a way to get over the top. All right, this is where elite talent becomes into discussion. because I, Now, John Cook is quoted in this story that I wrote last year. What do I always say? about winning close games okay it's, it's it's finding guys who are clutch but it's also finding dudes it's also finding dudes this is what john and, and dudes or premier players in volleyball john cook said this in volleyball john cook says it's basically going to come down to the outside hitter making the big kill or somebody making a great serve serve somebody has to make plays now, people, people for some reason come at me on that about having a big factor in getting over the top is having first-round, second-round talent. You can, you can identify examples quickly where that's, okay, Hail Mary game against Northwestern in 2013, fourth and 15 down the stretch. Remember, fourth and 15? I do. What happened? Amir Abdullah. All Big Ten running back who had back-to-back seasons of 1,500 rushing yards, 1,600 rushing yards, second-round draft pick, somehow stretches to get a first down and keep that drive alive. How's he do that? I don't know. It was incredible. Yeah. How's he do that? Because he's a dude. He would have been, because he he's been a, tackled like three yards short and he just found a way through. Because he's a first or second-round pick. That's how you get over the top. Remember the game I remember vividly, uh, why I use this example, is at Iowa in 2018. Remember. It wasn't a very nice day in Iowa City. Iowa needed they were they had a fourth and eight, a fourth and eight. They needed to yep. they needed to complete a pass to set up a, a field goal. Yep. Everybody knows where they're going. Hawkinson, yes. T.J. Hawkinson. Somehow he makes the first catch. round tight end. First down. Okay, kick the field goal. Yep. First round pick. Amir Abdullah. Second round pick. That's how you get over the top. That's one. That's one way. You have difference making dudes, and you utilize them. Yeah. I mean, but five and twenty, Frost five and twenty. <laughs> okay, here's here's a text from Dexter, unnamed Dexter. Here. Okay, four six four five six eight five. Sip says you got to find players that don't choke in the clutch. How about finding coaches that don't get consistently out coached? Yeah, well, I isn't yeah, it both things? Isn't it both things? Well, it is, I mean, the players, can you identify? Hold on, can you identify instances where you think Frost has made bad decisions? Uh, it's it's hard to I do mean, that. I'd have to go game by game. I don't think he's a 
I don't think he's a terrible game manager. Yeah, you'd have to look back. It, but would you would you maybe question his personnel choices at times, though? Not really. I mean, this is on him. I mean, it's not. I'm not absolving Scott right. Frost. Don't read it that way. He's five and twenty. That's five and twenty in one score games is pretty damning. Something's not right. Something's not right. I mean, you're close. You're not a bad team. You no. just can't close. I'm not absolving Scott. I just don't think it's you. You can't. I can't. You do. see every game. Yep. You can't come up with instances where you say he just blew that game on a call. Can you? I can't. I mean, I'm sure if I go back, I get there's there's questionable well, think things about in the game, but I cannot think of one. On just the top think of my about head. last season. You want me to help yeah, you? Okay, well, again, the Michigan Michigan game was not his fault. That was Adrian well, that fumble. That fumble killed them. Okay, so they lose to Illinois. Mm, preparation was preparation. Preparation. They, they got caught game. off guard by yeah. Illinois' odd man front. Right, and he mentioned he said we didn't see that at all. But that wasn't a clutch that. situation. No, but that, that was wasn't a decision in the clutch. Right, that's pretty pretty poor. Dude. I know, but it wasn't a decision in the clutch. Oklahoma, there was no bad decision in the clutch. Michigan State, a punt went awry, not a bad decision in the clutch. Michigan, no bad decision in the clutch. Minnesota, no bad decision in the clutch. Purdue, Adrian threw four interceptions. Ohio State, I don't think there was a bad decision in the clutch. Right, right. Can't uh, remember that. No, well, they went for a field goal and missed it. At Wisconsin, was right at Wisconsin, no bad decision. One thing that happened was they jumped off sides, ten yard penalty that took them back from the eleven to the twenty one. Remember that? People forget about that. I mean, killed themselves. Killed themselves. Remember? They jumped. They had it the first and goal at the or first down at the eleven. Pushed them back to a twenty one. Was it a holding or a I might have been a holding. Oh, it was an offensive line. Yards, it's, it's a okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it must have been a hold. Yeah. It was not yeah, it's a hold. My bad. But penalty offensive line. Yes. Not a bad coaching decision. Iowa. You know what happened? Well the block punt. Yeah, change everything. I mean, yeah. you still have the lead, but the you know for a team that was doubting itself to win games because they had lost all close games, that's going to really hurt you there mm-hmm. in a belief. Uh, how about, <laughs> this one is brought up a lot, and this this was in the go back to the Purdue game. Uh, Adrian oh, yeah. Adrian running a quarterback sneak when they needed seven yards after he was visibly limping against Purdue. Right, bad call. Yes. Anyway, Frost, one of two coaches on CBS Sports, major hot seat. Yep. Gets a five rating, which is the hottest. Five. Frost and Herm Edwards. Brian Harson at Auburn has a four rating. Hot after one season, six and seven. Six and seven, but if you're at Auburn and you go six and seven, and you lose in the Birmingham Bowl to Houston, yeah. you're on the hot seat. You have to play in your own state, he, a bowl game, and you, know, you lose to Houston, you're on the hot seat. They almost seat. got off the hot seat because you almost beat Alabama last year. Remember yeah, that? well, you lost overtimes. to Houston in the Birmingham Bowl, <laughs> so okay? Four overtimes against yeah. Bama, but lost. Dino Babbers, who I know very well. Yes, from the lobby at what, Media Days? Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, coaches Convention. Okay, sorry. Coaches Convention, New Orleans, Marriott Hotel, 2002. Okay. I had food poisoning. He was a chain smoker. <laughs> he was out for smoke. <laughs> What's up, Dino? <laughs> um, he has struggled there. Not horribly, but um, 
I'd say a personnel thing. Again, not it's yeah. Not hold clutch. on, personnel is never finding a punt returner. I mean, <laughs> what are you going years. on? I'm still talking about Dino Babbers. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I thought you were off the Dino Babbers. Story. No, hold on, Dino Babbers. He had a 10 win season there, but that's it. Remember at Syracuse? Yeah, Dino put 10 wins out in 2018. They went 10 and three and six and two and won the Camping World Bowl. Beat Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. At Syracuse, if you go ten and two, or ten and three, I guess ten and three, and win the Camping World Bowl against Virginia Tech, you're on top of the world. I think they were at that point. They were. Now but, they went. But, but things have happened since then. They went five and seven in two nineteen and one and ten. <laughs> he still in two thousand twenty one and ten. He survived. Dino one and ten and two twenty. So anyway, Dino Babbers has got has a four hot seat by his name. Jeff Collins, you don't even know who Jeff Collins yeah, I is, do, do you? Too. He's a Georgia Tech. Nice coach. job. Nine and twenty-five. Willie Taggart. Remember Willie Taggart? Yeah, he's at FAU now. Yeah. He has a four by his name. He's, um, he's really fall. That star has fallen quickly. Oh God. He's got a four by his name and he just settled a lawsuit with a Oregon former Oregon player who sued him and his former strength coach at Oregon after being hospital they were hospitalized. This kid was hospitalized with Rabdo. Yep. Yeah, um, Willie's had a rough go. Yep. Uh, he has had a rough go the last few years. Yes. Before we get to break, we're late here, as usual. Uh, Got to get to Rob and wash it. Oh. Because we missed him yeah, yesterday, quickly. right? Yes. Uh, it, we got to do our countdown to Ireland, sponsored by McKinney's Irish Pub at 8th and P. You want to do, you want to take a guess here? Um, how many pubs do you play, play, think there are in, in Dublin? Oh, God. Yeah, I'll take a guess. Yeah. How many pubs, pubs. in Dublin proper? Yes. Dublin proper. Yeah. 275. Uh, I'm seeing per the Dublin official website. 825. Uh, 772 pubs in Dublin. Mm. If you can't find a pub, that's your own problem. Close at 1130 on weeknights. Just remember that. Uh, yeah. Well, that's going to come into play. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> For you. It's going to be a problem. 1130 closing time on weekdays. 1 a.m., I believe, on weekends. Right now, the count is that we're at 45 days away. Sounds right. right. 45. Sounds right. Yeah. You got a green shirt on. I do. I am, that? I am Irish. Festive. Robin Washington for a, a new version of Double Barrel Wednesday. Next on Early Break of the Ticket. <laughs> 